1: Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career thirty minutes at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jake Rowan, Kevin Gentry, Patrick Guchkowski.
2: and I'm Bergen DeBell.
3: Our topic of the day is prioritizing your workload. So, um. As a PM, I feel like we just do a lot. And it's hard sometimes to understand um, or to prioritize exactly what we're working on because we're prioritizing the work that our team's doing, right? So I wanted to circulate that as a topic to see if anyone has different strategies they've been using that have been working um, to share that out.
1: Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's the thing I think about first is that this is the kind of job that never ends. Like, there will always be things to do um, so I think it's it's really just being pretty brutal with your time as you are with your engineer's time. Um I think for me, one of the keys to success is like literally putting out of office blocks on my calendar every single day. Yeah. I try to get ideally two hours a day of just heads down time to focus on things that I need to focus on, but
3: oftentimes it is not reality to get that right. much time, but <laughs> that's the goal. Do you find that people actually book over that time still? Or uh, They try to, but yeah. it auto-declines. And <laughs> oh, so you awesome. set up that, yeah, the Google Calendar? And, yeah. One? Yeah, that's cool. Thing. And it's awesome.
1: Sometimes I'll, like, if it, I mean, of course, you, if there are important meetings you have to go to, then you have to go to them, but mm-hmm. at least give yourself that time. And generally speaking, people respect it. Like, they know.
3: Yeah, that's good. I, I feel yeah. like we have an intent of a good meeting culture here. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I was gonna say something that I found success in is making
0: sure I don't just have thirty-minute blocks as well. Yep. Too often I fall into this trap of, "Hey, I have a meeting at nine, and then a meeting at, you know, nine thirty, and but then I'm gonna have like a thirty-minute window at ten yeah. o'clock." Mm-hmm. And then a meeting at 10.30, and then a free time, so why don't you actually like combine that? Because yeah. I just never am productive with just 30 minutes. I get into that groove like 10 minutes in, and then it's like, oh, time to go to a meeting. Yeah, yeah. time to prep for the next meeting.
2: Mm-hmm. I haven't used the tool yet, but I've heard great things from the engineering team around clockwise, mm-hmm. and that will automatically shift your calendar so you do have those consistent blocks of time. So you're well, not cool. running back to your desk yeah. for 30 minutes. and Automatically shift your calendar? How do you mean? I'm pretty sure that it it prioritizes your one-on-ones to have like consistent like blocks of focus time versus having that weird 30-minute block between two-hour
1: blocks of meetings. So, yep. okay. Full disclosure: Clockwise did not ask us to name drop. on this
3: podcast. <laughs> yeah. But this is a tip. But if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> <course. laughs> like <laughs> <They're at>
1: coffee. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I think. I mean, it sounds like for all of us having heads down time every day is really important. I think it's it's easy for a product manager to be run by their calendar as opposed to the product manager running their own calendar. So yep. kind of a, a key takeaway in this whole conversation is really think about being in
3: control of your calendar. Yeah, I think that that's good. Like meetings are critical yeah. to uh, for time management and for workload management. But outside of meetings, I mean, I find myself still like doing work in meetings sometimes you know yeah, right. and and just working in general like on different topics and context switching from you know, writing a product brief for X product versus uh, building a strategy over here versus getting back to some email communication over here. And I bounce around a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like minor ADD that (laughs) product managers just have (laughs) instilled in them or if it's just uh, something we could better manage. Well, because it's it's the
1: balance between planning for the future and executing on the present, right? And like, how, how do you strike a healthy balance? Because I think the default is to do what's urgent, and generally speaking, what's urgent is what is in front of you, and basically facilitating things getting shipped out the door. It's pretty much everything,
3: right? Right, right yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: like, part of our job is to be the expert on the user and the expert on the market, and fulfill yeah. that role for our engineering team. So, how? I mean, how? What are some of the strategies the rest of you have in terms of making sure you you do provide yourself time to do those things? Yeah, I, mean, I think broader what I've been trying to get into
0: is actually themes per day and so Monday the squad I'm on intentionally has a no meeting Monday kind of culture so trying to minimize a lot of that we don't even do stand up on that day uh, trying to just keep it to what we need to for me though that becomes my get my stakeholder emails out on Monday it becomes let me do the backlog grooming and so I always keep Monday as my like where am I going how do I communicate out Nice. And then I try and transform, like, Wednesdays into my, like, backlog grooming, because I have backlog grooming on Thursday every couple week. Mm. So it's, like, yeah, yeah. and then Friday we do a product demo, and so I'm generally mm-hmm. trying to think through, like, how do I want to circulate this? How do I get it out to other people? And then Tuesday and Thursday for me turn into this, like, scramble and put out fires, because I feel like it's nonstop meeting days.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: but having those areas of themes help a lot, because... Yeah, there's certainly going to be a bit of mm-hmm. ADD kind of mentality kind of like, where even on those Mondays i will be heads down and then yeah, it's like, oh crap, I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, so having that like clear block of time where I'm like, okay, here's what I want to accomplish this day, and I actually have checklists and all this other stuff too, yeah. um, certainly helps me.
3: I do find that like Mondays tend to be the days where... Every- there's, there's so many fires. <laughs> it's yeah. just people are... I don't know if they're just upset that it's a Monday, but I, I get very <laughs> aggressive emails. <laughs> I, I haven't talked to yeah. you for 48 hours. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I don't know. But then I, I like keeping that, maybe even like Monday morning just open and purposely don't schedule any meetings for it to just digest some of that because it can be a lot coming in on a Monday morning. Yeah, And when you yourself are a little... Bitter as well <laughs> just because it's monday mm-hmm. but what ab- what about like note-taking apps or like task management is yeah. there any sort of like other tools outside of i think we mentioned clockwise is that what it was called
2: mm-hmm. yeah. for calendar management yeah
1: i use todoist for my to do this okay yeah and i finally bit the bullet and pay three dollars a month now um it's really expensive you. it's really expensive <laughs> yeah but it, it's it really just helps me like keep Different to dos organized, and it's what's nice is they have a pretty solid mobile app, so I can be in a meeting and just jot mm. down action items right there. Um, but then I try to combine that with just taking notes during meetings too, because otherwise, if I don't take notes, like I'll remember it for forty minutes and then it's gone. Yeah, just because you're on to the next meeting. So I think note taking is just super important. Even if it's just like a summary of what's being talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I use. I mean, I'm probably. Less of a tool than any... I use the Notes app within the Mac, and I take notes within, within each thing. meeting, and then I'm able to keep an ongoing like to-do list, and then I'll reference other like meeting notes if I have an action item from those. It's like, details can be found in this one, mm-hmm. and then I could go back and see the context from the discussion in my associated action items. I will say I've been working with our project management office for a while, and... <laughs> My 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 amount of note taking has really fallen off the cliff because she is like just oh, almost I a court reporter. Yeah. In meetings, yeah. If you can ever have a chance
3: to work with a project manager,
2: it's it's yeah, pretty useful. Should.
3: We like, should get Kaylee yeah. on here. Our project, yeah, I, one of our project I, I, managers would manager be, great. be a good yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would I, would I know it's that. it's a little nerdy, but uh, I just started using Jira to track my work. Really and they have like work in progress limits on the kanban board which is nice and it's 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 similar to the tools we've already talked to right you have a topic or Mm uh something you're focused on and then i can put details of that topic into the story itself um so far it's been a couple days i really enjoyed it yeah because it actually made me focus yesterday so Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm i'm hopeful for that
1: yeah, I mean, you almost have to treat your to do list like a backlog. Yeah. Right? you got to groom it. you got to think through, like, exactly right. what are my priorities? Because there's always this balance, too, as a PM. Like, yeah, you get pulled into a meeting with a salesperson and be like, hey, can we do this thing? You're like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, let me go see, like, research it and mm-hmm. see if it's valid. But, like,
3: that's your time. There's an opportunity that, cost to doing those things. Those kind of things we just forget about, right? Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. you know, things we context switch between. Yeah. But also, I think, you know, it's a good conversation you can have with your manager of, like, are these the right things you know it's like a visual thing of like here's what i'm actually actively working on yeah. is that the right priority is right. there something i'm not thinking about that i should be and then also at the end of the year your review cycle comes what did you actually do and right I'd say like nice. here's all my done column i like. went to all of these
1: meetings with <laughs> sales and marketing and yeah <laughs> my squads <spots> did nothing <laughs> generally not a good conversation
3: <laughs> well you know, it's a balance <laughs> yeah of course of course <laughs>
2: I think the more that you can delegate things as well to to other team members and empower them to have ownership on certain aspects of what may be a traditionally a product role, the better. I I think it's squad dependent, but at least on the squads that I'm on right now, the agreement that I have with our my engineering manager is we'll write epics together and It'll be the what and the why will be defined by product, and then the how and the stories to achieve that how are the responsibility of the squad. Mm -hmm. And I think that oftentimes, as PMs, we can spend a lot of time in JIRA and a lot of time really scripting out detailed acceptance story or acceptance criteria for things, but we're not the experts on how to get the work done. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as we're working with the team throughout the development process, testing it at the end, like that's really where our sign off should be. So the steps to get there, I think. Handing that over to the engineering team has taken a huge burden on yes. the day-to-day yeah. yeah,
1: we do that too um, in the squads that I mm-hmm. work with. And I'm. it kind of goes back to the outcome-based roadmap concept mm-hmm. of yeah. paint the vision very clearly, write the high-level requirements at the epic level and the what yeah. and the why, and then let the engin- engineering team run with it from there. And generally, on the squads that I work with, that takes the form of the tech lead running that conversation. Yeah. Um, and they'll get and the tech lead rotates by project so all of the engineers get a chance to get kind of a leadership opportunity Um, i've done
3: something similar to that as well nice
1: yeah Yeah, and it it helps people it helps build ownership within the squad too um but i also tend to find that i need to go back in and just give a quick perusal over the stories once they're created like is there
3: an acceptance criteria that Mm -hmm. i can understand and Going going from there. Yeah. I think that's a team culture thing, right? Like you instill that with the team of like if you do not see acceptance criteria, calling that out and mm-hmm. saying, let's put some on there mm-hmm. and being yeah. clear about what it is and why we're doing things right for can, that story.
1: Can someone else open that story and know right. what you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So out
0: of curiosity, now that you have a little bit more time back in that kind of world. What are you using that time for? Is it more on, like, write the product brief? Is it more of, like, user interviews? Mm. Where do you, you know, because I know for me that's, you know, a,
1: at least an hour a day, mm-hmm. you know, that I'd mm. probably get back. Yeah. You know, if I'm yeah. not writing stories. I think for me, I've been trying to pour it more into the product briefs and to really build those out and make them, like, really the central source of truth for an initiative. Um, that. I think has been really valuable for engineers, because they want to know the what and the why. And putting the time and effort to put in a detailed context, hypothesis, yeah. problem statement, testing plan, to try to get ahead of those blockers a lot earlier, I think goes a long way in helping engineers deliver.
3: And the, this question came up. So we, we actually have product offsites here, which I really enjoyed the one we had this week, but it just we get together as a product team and kind of talk strategy and how we work together as a product organization, and one of the topics that came up in there um, was just the the level of detail for product briefs. Mm -hmm. Um, Curious to get your guys' thought on that as well, because I think having a very detailed product brief helps with your workload, and wondering what level do you go spend that time to give that context and all that detail. I
1: think for me, like I've never regretted having detail in the product brief, because then I can just share the document around. Like Once it's written, I find myself referencing it all the time, both with the team and externally as well. Like If there's some s- external stakeholder that wants to learn, right. it, what are you doing about this integration? Like Read this and we can chat about the test plan or whatever. Um, that always comes back to be helpful.
3: But, like, also what level? Like, is this an epic level? Is this kind of, like, a story level? Is this Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, probably the epic level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kind of the overall initiative. What mm-hmm. are we trying to do? What kind of what problem are we trying to solve? How are we going to
3: test our way into it? Almost an uh, like objective level, right? Yeah. And yeah, and it's like... I, I tried to do objective level product briefs this quarter, but it started splitting off into other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. As, as we start talking more implementation, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But...
0: Well, I, sometimes I think we, we fix it a little too much on, like, the structure and you have to have everything in uh, a full product brief. I'll mm-hmm. oftentimes kind of, to Jake's point, do, like, a much more comprehensive multi-quarter level initiative product brief or something that's going to be, like, mm. the whole quarter's focus and really spend time on that. But I also write up, like, really fast and furious, like, quick little, like, initiatives that we're trying to do right? Um, just to cool. keep the ball rolling. And that way it's like, hey, here's my thoughts, Same thing, if the squads ever, like, we we were talking about passwordless registration not too long ago, and I was just like, hey, here's topic one, topic two, topic three, and it's just ideas we could do, and then we ended up discussing it later, and so it was something for the team to reference, and then we're like, oh, we can't do this, jot down notes, and now it lives kind of actually in confluence, so we can, you know, reference it permanently. Mm
1: -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I think, going back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier, Patrick, like, if we're not writing every single story as product managers... How do we figure out how to get in front of users a little bit more? Yeah. Like that, I think is one of the things we should be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you have figured out good ways to balance that in or add that into your time.
3: Yeah, and that's a good question. I I know that was another topic of the offsite of like how do we get in front of our clients or customers more often. Mm-hmm. I found it very useful when it's top of mind, but. When you're, when it's not, it just you know becomes something that you don't do as often you should,
1: mm-hmm. um, uh-huh.
3: because you, you never know what you can glean from kind of those interviews.
0: It's something I miss from you know the the downside to being primarily primarily a mobile app is that there's certain third party integrations that don't work well. One uh, since we're obviously doing shameless plugs for other companies is uh, <laughs> uh, was full story. Oh, yeah. um, so I use them pretty heavily at a previous company that was web based, and I'm sure you know there's a bunch of other solutions out there. But really, like even if I couldn't get in front of users to watch mm-hmm. them literally using the app mm-hmm. and where they're having mm-hmm. pain points,
1: yeah,
0: um, I, I still laugh every time I say it. But it's like watching someone rage click on, a <laughs> button, you know, or like oh, we didn't make that one that you know clickable area just large enough so they are clicking yeah. all around it, right? Yeah, that that always helped me. Yeah, so. I like
3: that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what other tactics you guys have for getting in front of clients, but that seems almost like another episode that we can dive into. Yeah, on. like yeah. how you get in front of. Anything else clients? that you guys want to chat about? Um, prioritizing your workload, any tools, yeah. tips, or tricks?
2: I have another question. Yeah. Um, prioritizing your one-on-ones, and mm. where do you? We talked a lot about having more time on the calendar to focus and. Really think about more strategy strategy related items as it pertains to your focus area. Mm -hmm. Where do you draw the line on one on ones and recurring one on ones? Because a lot of times those can, for me, become
1: a lot of your time. A lot (laughs) of your
2: time and more just of a reason to like chat with my coworkers Mm -hmm. than it is like focused on dependencies between our teams. That's that's really valuable.
1: Yeah, it is very valuable. Are you talking about one on ones with other PMs or like engineers?
2: Uh, Both. I mean, I meet with my engineering manager weekly, the tech lead. We actually have not one tech lead on our squad, Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting that you assign that by project. I think Mm -hmm. that's a really interesting thing to bring back to our team to talk about, but I'll have one-on-ones with each of those on the team, but I mean, it'll be more... It's never a recurring meeting for me with every engineer on the team. That just wouldn't really be a sustainable model. I wonder,
3: like, I'm dealing with this now, with a, a new product manager we hired, Lisey, she's very, you know, she's putting one-on-ones on everyone's calendar and mm-hmm. it's weekly. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. because, to gain, gain context, uh, um, what, what's the word I'm looking context. for? Context. Mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that, it, yeah, it depends, right? Like, if, right. if those meetings are valuable, mm-hmm. I would say frequent is, is good. Yeah. Um, as they start to notice, like, oh, it's just us grabbing coffee or yeah. it's just us, you know, um, shooting the breeze, then, like, eh, maybe it's, you know, every other week now, or yeah. maybe it's once a month, or maybe we just don't need it anymore. Right. And, you know, we have enough com- uh, conversations but person.
1: I wouldn't discount the value of just shooting the breeze with somebody. Very true. Um, especially Does it need with your recurring. Huh? No, and it doesn't need yeah. to be, it shouldn't be weekly. Right. But, right. like, I try to meet with engineers at least monthly in a one-on-one situation. Yeah. And okay. we don't even talk. I try to not talk about work and try to not talk about Ibotta and really focus on building the relationship and building some trust there mm. um, because that becomes like
3: mm-hmm.
1: so helpful when mm-hmm. you're getting into these situations where you're not in the room. And Do you have that relationship built? Do you have that trust built um, to the point where you can trust your engineers and your other teammates to do the right thing?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I think there's some value in just even like the shoulder tapping exercise as well. And just yeah. when there's time in between, you have that mm-hmm. 30 minutes, and you yep. don't have a meeting on the calendar, and you're sitting at your desk. Like we could take a five to 10 minute walk. Totally, instead of a 30 minute.
1: But or just go sit down next to someone and just yep. like say, "How you doing?" Yeah, yeah. And just go from there. Awesome.
2: management. If anyone has it figured out, please <laughs> yeah. do let us know. Well, I mean, behind that. there
3: was some good tools here, so I'm going to throw that in the product description um, or the uh, podcast description. So if you're curious, go ahead and click on those links. Um, yeah, thank you guys for chatting about this topic. Any other bits of homework for our listeners?
1: I would say the out of office blocks in your
3: calendar are incredibly effective.
1: Um, try to get at least two hours a day of heads down time to do this stuff. Yeah. It's hard,
3: but do it. Cool. Um, that's great. So um, for Product Coffee Crew, we are uh, doing a couple live episodes and are experimenting more with that. So we have Rocky Mountain Product Camp coming up on the no- uh, Friday, November 8th. We also have uh, General Assembly um, and co-branded with Colorado product coming up. Um, So we'll we'll definitely post links to that in the podcast descriptions, but go sign up for that. Um, Make sure that you attend those live. Come meet us in person. Come talk to us. Come ask us questions and bring us coffee. (laughs) Um, Well, I, I think that wraps up for this week's product coffee. Thanks for listening. Now go level up.